Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly. Thank you so much for joining us for Rain and Rest. This is week 11. For the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about this crazy word, this crazy idea, this potentially scary topic called persecution. <laughs> okay, so let me kind of tell you how this all unfolded. I was in a new Bible reading plan for the year and I was listening on audio to Matthew and I was just kind of moving around in my garage listening to this on audio and Matthew 5 where it says, let your light so shine before men that people will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. When I heard that, and mind you, I've heard this and read this many times. It should have not been any other way than just, oh yeah, that's that scripture, move on. But that's not what happened. What happened was my spirit got pinged. You know, if you have an Apple watch, you have this little ping function. It just got pinged and I thought, whoa. And I literally stopped in my tracks in that moment and thought that was an interesting feeling I just had in my spirit. So I went back later, got out my paper Bible and I started combing through the scriptures that I'd already heard on Audible, but I wanted to kind of dig around. Anytime your spirit gets kind of pinged like that, you want to go do some digging, go some, do some treasure hunting. I call it chasing breadcrumbs. So I went into the scriptures and it was like seeing something for the very first time that you've seen a lot of times, but I was noticing something for the first time. And that was right in that spot in Matthew 5, where it says, you know, you're going to be the salt of the earth. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. A lamp should not have a bowl over the top of it and let your light so shine before men. That little part in Matthew 5, I looked around it. And I was like, whoa. And it just jumped off the page at me. And what I saw was prior to this and following this was Jesus teaching about persecution. And then I started going, oh, I see where you're going with this, Lord. And I saw let your light so shine before men as a command, not as a Sunday school, you know, isn't that neat when our light shines before men? And look, we're shining for Jesus. It was like, Jenny, you and my daughters and my sons, in this season, you're going public. You're going to put your beliefs, your passions, the gospel, healing, signs, wonders, everything that I've given you access to, we're going public. We're not going to do any sort of trying to hide a city on a hill. We're not going to do a, well, these people over here, they really like when I talk about Jesus, but I'm not gonna be talking about Jesus over here. I'm not gonna share the gospel over here because my family, they kind of do this whole like awkward thing when I talk about church or when I talk about how good Jesus is or when I give them my testimony. And I'm just hearing God say this. Okay, and he's saying it to you. That's why we're even doing this video today. He's saying it to you that he is asking you and I to go public with what he has put inside of you. Okay, so I'm so thankful that he decided to talk to us about persecution because here's what I realized while I was reading this was, oh, I get it. You need us to have a whole different paradigm of persecution. I can't think of anything more rocky or could throw me out of the pocket than somebody accusing me of having false motives and telling a negative story about me and lying about me. 
There's a few other things I can think of that could just throw me out of the rest pocket. But today and for the next couple of weeks, I heard the Lord say, I want my daughters and my sons to have a new paradigm about persecution, so much so that when they're persecuted, not if, but when they are persecuted, that we could sit in rest. We would not go, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Call up seven different people, screenshot what they said, send them to my friends, oh my gosh, and then start questioning, maybe I should have said that different, and maybe this, maybe that. It's all designed, persecution is designed for you to be so intimidated that you stop using your voice, that you don't tell your neighbor about the goodness of God, that you don't tell your neighbor, hey, listen, you've been on my heart. Can I pray for you? You know, very few people resist prayer. Very few people turn down prayer. And I've, I've offered prayer to a lot of people who are not Christians. And honestly, I can't think right now of anybody that said no. I've, I've, I've heard Christians say no, <laughs> but not people who aren't Christians. Non-believers love prayer. So what is this going to look like? We're going to peel the layers apart over the next couple of weeks, but I want to start here. What I saw right before those scriptures on be the salt of the earth, let your light shine right before that is the scripture in Matthew five that says these crazy words. And I'm going to read them to you because I thought, are you kidding me? Is this really true? Okay. It says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad when everything goes perfect and everybody loves you and you're super popular and you have tons of followers on Instagram. <laughs> okay, you get my point. I'm being a little bit sarcastic here, but it says rejoice and be exceedingly glad when people say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. For great is your reward in heaven. And remember, the prophets who came before you were also persecuted. I took that verse and I just dove into every piece of it. And this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, Jenny, you're going to get a hold of a fresh new revelation of persecution. Because how I've handled persecution in the past is, oh, they just obviously don't know me. Okay, keep moving, whatever. And that's not terrible, but the Lord told me that that's still not a strong paradigm of persecution. It's still weak. And I thought, well, okay, I need a new revelation of this. I need a new paradigm of persecution. And so I've been camping out right on that verse. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Rejoice means to really grab a hold of joy and express it. Rejoice, allow joy to bubble up and bubble forth out of you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Okay, gladness and joy are different. You can have joy in you and not be glad. So this is like the double dip of goodness of God. We get to rejoice and be exceedingly, like over the top glad, like giddy. Like I get to be giddy about this. This is awesome. When people say, all sorts of evil. And that word caught my attention. Evil. When they say evil things about you, here's the next word, falsely. Now that popped out to me because the persecution that I've ever had was about a false narrative about me. 
somebody assigning motives. Oh, this is why you're doing this. Or, oh, this is why this happened. Oh, or because of this and that. Kind of like Job. You know, Job had that. He had some false narratives that were surrounding him. And that's going to happen for you. That's going to happen to me if we go public. But I would rather be the person who gets to look at Jesus in the eyes, especially at the end of my life, and say, I was not afraid of what people could do to me and do to my mortal body, but I feared you. I had reverence and honor for you, Jesus, and my loyalty was to you, not to what other people thought of me, not to winning popularity, not to wanting everybody to love me, not wanting to basically, here's the deal, is pull all the glory to myself. Because here's the thing, when we put glory on God, when people see our good works and they glorify God, we're going to be persecuted. Why? Is it because people hate us? The Bible says no. It's because they first hated him. If they hate Jesus, they hate you. They hate me. So there's a lot to talk about this in the next couple of weeks, but I want to just point you back to Matthew 5. Read through Matthew 5. Read through Matthew 6. All the way through Matthew 10, 11, 12. You're going to see how this breaks apart. And I believe that over the next couple rain and rest weeks, that God is going to give us a fresh and healthy way for us to endure persecution because we can't avoid it. Lastly, he said to me, a lot of my sons and daughters are spending a lot of their energy and a lot of their focus on trying to avoid persecution. It's like, there's the bullseye, there's the mission, and that's my yes, and I'm going after it. But wait a minute, let me see if I can figure out how to avoid this persecution or this landmine, or I have to say it this way, or I can't post that. And wait, I could say it to them, but not them. And I have to hide my post over here. And he's, he just shared with me, there's a lot of energy being allocated to trying to avoid persecution when the reality is persecution is going to happen. It's unavoidable. It's going to happen. And so instead of us going through persecution, just going, ouch, 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 we can rejoice, 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 and be exceedingly glad and be like, look at this, that's okay. And then my energy isn't caught up in the peripheral of the persecution, but it's right on the bullseye, it's on the mission. What is the mission? To preach the gospel, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, cast out demons, disciple the nations. That is the mandate on our life. And that is also what brings us truest fulfillment. So make sure you follow us over the next couple weeks as we talk about what I'm calling perfect persecution versus painful persecution. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.